Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I've got Craig Walker with me from the UK and we're going to be talking in a little bit on some uh, interesting subjects that um, we're just going to see where father leads. And then uh, Karen Britt is a co-host today. So Karen, thanks for being on. But before we get started, just ask everyone to grab your phone or if you're on your computer, make sure you share this with a few people, maybe you know, five, 10 people, just get the word out there. Help us get the word out for what we're doing here at Kingdom Talks. And uh, we're building a community. You're a part of that community and you're valuable to the body. So we're asking that you would take take a part and go ahead and you know share it with somebody. Share, share it with somebody you think you might be interested in, and we'll have a good time one way or another. So, all right, let's get going here. So Craig, um, you are a worship leader, is that correct? Um, I, <laughs> well, I play drums, all right. Um, I'm, I'm in a band called Enth Ascension. Um, and we, um, like I say, we're, we're sort of moving into the music world, into the music industry. I have been a, a part of a, a worship groups in the past. Okay. Uh, you know, I, since being a little boy, I was, I said this on a, a podcast recently that, you know, when I was a little boy, I'm talking like four, sort of four, five, six years old, I, I could just play the drums. It was completely natural to me. Uh, wow. My mum got me a drum kit and, and it was just like, it was just there. So, I was a bit of a child prodigy, really, um, and I can I, I say that because I feel like I can take no credit for it. You know, I could just do it. It was clearly a gift that I was born with, um, and being musical has just been a huge part of my life. Because uh, for those that don't know, um, my dad plays guitar in Ascension, and my brother plays bass guitar. So, oh, really? very musical family. Uh, music's always been very important to us. Um, so I grew up listening to sort of. You know, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, um, uh, Pink Floyd, Queen, uh, you know, all the classics. So so that was my sort of foundation musically. Um, and my dad's always, he used to try and play in worship groups, but he's a bit of a rocker, so I wasn't very welcome. Turn <laughs> like, it down, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's been in bands since the 70s and, and uh, here, there and everywhere. And he kind of like gave up. He kind of like got really fed up with everything. And he's like, well, it's not going to happen, is it? And then I came of age um, and and our now former keyboard player, him and I decided to start a band together. And it kind of just seemed natural to ask my dad to play guitar because uh, he's, he's awesome. He's a proper gutsy player, um, very fe- feeling um, and, and obviously quite heavy at times as well. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, very very musical. It's always been a big part of my life, and and um, that's that really. You know, like Sam. Yeah. Well, um, uh, so I and now I'm wishing that maybe we should have got a video clip of uh, some of your music to to put on here. We could have done that while we were on the fly here. Karen, now you're you're the one that introduced uh, Craig on yeah. the show here. So how did you guys meet? Well, I saw Craig on uh, Charnel Wolverton Seahan's show. I've seen him on Truth Seeker's show. And I said, well, I'm going to ask Craig to come on to Kingdom Talks because, or either the Elastic Army Band, but whatever, we're going to end up on Kingdom Talks. So I invited Craig because I heard his story, which I want him to tell here, and his how he came in from a church age scene to where he is today. I'm also in the band so we related there and the first time i heard craig um he was on charnel wolverton sehan's show and he and i think it was laura eisenhower were talking Mm -hmm. about the music realm and how it influenced um like in the different hertzes and keys and things like that Mm -hmm. and how it was used for the this realm demonic realm and how it is used in the spirit realm in the good space and that's the first time i heard him talk so I uh-huh. go, mm, now i mean <laughs> now i need to get him on here and, mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. him to talk about that kind of stuff yeah <clears throat> and i added, right. and i added him to our music group with steve hampton and us guys yeah. we're going to start doing some stuff together <clears throat> so <clears throat> well awesome awesome now, so so Craig, uh, I'll just let everybody know that that's watching right now that um, uh, you know we had a little discussion about what we could talk about and what we couldn't talk about before we got on the show. <laughs> uh, so I honestly just just go where your heart's leading, Craig, I, and I mean that truly mean yeah, that. So yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, you know, whilst we're on the music thing, um, I mean, I, I'm really encouraged to see um, people in, in uh, Chris, Christians um, really being creative and uh, tapping into the creative realm because that that's that's a huge way that heaven is going to invade the earth is through the cre creative because uh, creative people have the you know we're all creative by the way we all have the capacity to be creative some you know you talk about the left brain and the right brain some people are more logical analytical and um, but everyone's got an imagination everyone's got because uh, we're all made in the image of our creator uh, we're all creative by definition yeah. Um, some of us just have musical gifts and abilities. Uh, some people are great at science and technology. Um, either way, we can all get downloads from the unseen and bring it into this realm. Um, obviously, for me, uh, music is a big way to do that, to sort of express myself emotionally, because as we uh, find out with even scientifically, because I'm quite scientific as well, being a drummer, I'm quite analytical and, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. Um, yeah. Uh, but... Um, you know, the, the, I'm into the science of spirituality, um, which which is like, okay. um, like, have you heard of Jody Spencer? That that about uh, a guy called Jody Spencer. He's, he's a he's a scientist who's uh, doing amazing work. Uh, he wrote a book called Becoming Supernatural, um, and I read that, and it just absolutely opened my mind up to the science of of uh, the power of creation that we are created beings. What was the name of the book? Uh, Beco Becoming Supernatural by a guy called Joe Dispenza. Oh, Joe Dispenza. Okay, I thought you said that's, some other name. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I think, I think I know it. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there you go. Um, that, that, that book really sort of um, opened my mind up to, the, to the possibilities that there is literally yeah. nothing that we can't do. Um, and we, we create right. our own reality. Um, and as creative beings, um, you know, this is how God's designed us. And, and I, what I see happening is, is people awakening to our inherent power and manifesting and creating from within. Um, and as creative beings, um, we've been creating the wrong things. We've had our minds usurped by religious attitudes and systems of the world, and we've been manifesting oh, yeah. uh, the things yeah. that we don't choose to happen. So as we shift our minds and our energies and our consciousness, which, which the gospel gets to the very root of, um, we're beginning to become the manifested sons that that, that, that we've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So now you're you're really speaking our, our language, and and we're on the same same road, same path here. Because, um, you know, one of the things that we've realized though on our journey, my wife and I, as we've been teaching these concepts in in Kingdom Equipping Center and Kingdom Talks, um, the the thing that we've run into is. Yes, absolutely. We have we are so much more powerful than we understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what we've seen is people taking that and going off into an extreme where they they basically wind up saying, "Well, I'm God." <laughs> Literally. You know, just just to the point where they they they're like just disregarding, you know, a creator God that that brought all this together in the first place mm -hmm. and just putting themselves in that place of, of and then there's no accountability after that. Mm -hmm. um, so and, and it's such a fine line because we are created in his image. Yeah. And, you know, we're just starting to understand frequencies. Everything is energy. Everything is, you know, the, the air we breathe, uh, the radio waves coming through, uh, the, the desk compounding on, <laughs> you know, it's all energy. And so is our thought patterns. And when we create when we have a thought, we are creating to what extent and how far and all that, you know, we have yet to even understand that at all. But like you said, you said it, you know, we've been creating stuff all along. If we get the bill and it, you know, and, and we don't quite have enough money to pay the bill, then all of a sudden we've already created this scenario where now we're homeless, we don't have a job anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like we're using our, our mind and our imagination in the wrong way. And once we take that captive, like Paul talks about, and we just say, ah, no, I do not go down that road. I'm going down the road of, you know, what is good, what is righteous, what is pure, what is holy. That's where my mind goes. And I look at that bill and I'm like, huh, I wonder where, how, how Father's going to get the money for that this time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he does every time. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it. it it's, a, it's, it's a revolutionary um, state of being. 
and and because particularly with like a good example is is finances because we're in this world we're so conditioned to fear lack and fear um not enough and we live in this constant state of worry even if it's subconscious this constant state of worry but when you rest in the fact that the father provides all our needs and um you know like you say you encounter a situation it actually becomes a joy it's like oh how's he going to deal absolutely. with this problem? you know it becomes exciting you know and absolutely that energy and that shift in in your state of being um is the power that creates that the situation yeah. you choose yeah yeah. And so rather than that, again, just going back to that piece of mail, you know, I get that bill in the mail it, rather than it shifting my my uh, frequency and my atmosphere, I get the bill and I shift the atmosphere over that bill. And it's yes. like, huh, you just created a, a, an opportunity for God to do something awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's so powerful. And, and it, it's... <laughs> We've been, I don't know about you, but I, I, I said this on um, Karina, you know, Karina Pataki, she mm -hmm. interviewed me as well. And um, I hope this is okay to say, but in, in 2013, um, I was, uh, it's when in, here in the UK, uh, gay marriage was legalized and I don't, I don't know where people are with that and, and it doesn't matter, you know, whatever, no judgment here. Um, but at the time it, it bothered me um, and I was just sort of in prayer and I just sort of realized just how um, what's the word? Irrelevant Christianity was, and how powerless and weak. And I was just sort of like despairing about it, really. Um, so I, I was in prayer, and I was kind of—I was in the shower actually at work, and I was kind of just saying, you know, "God, what's going on? You know, why? Why is this happening?" And I heard this—the the what I consider the audible voice within—and um, a very loud, very loudly say. Christianity is dead and it's me that's killed it now that shocked me and I was like you can't say that and I <laughs> as, as it rolled out what he was saying was the Christianity that we've known is over we're shifting into the new into something where we are powerful where we are the creators of this realm basically yeah uh, yeah, that's what I, since learned. But when I heard that statement, I was like, Jesus, you cannot say that. You know, you can't say that to me. That, that This is your thing, you know. And it really offended me. And I was like, I'm not happy with that. But over the, that's when, I, I suppose a couple of years after that is when I started my deconstruction, um, you know, from, from religious beliefs um, that were just not biblical, basically. Yeah, yeah. We're all doing that, I think. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, the, the deconstruction thing—it was—it was so painful, but so liberating at the same time. And I know that I think you guys have gone through all this. Um, yeah. And uh, well, I used to pastor in the Seventh Day Adventist Church. If that gives you any idea. <laughs> okay. All right. I've I've come a little ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I, I, in my mind, I was God's number one man. Do you know what I mean? I was like, if there's anything in this world, it's going to be through me. You know that, that the, the, the the ego. Right. You know. Yeah. 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 It's good. Um, and and so with, with the deconstruction, you kind of lose all faith in what you thought you knew. You know. Um, and it was very it was very good. I mean. What I found with a lot of people is they went through this deconstruction and they've kind of ended in no man's land and they're just like, they don't even believe anything right. anymore. And I'm like, yeah. no, there's, there's things, there's, there's a lot, the truth is out there. It's just, we've been deceived. We've been led to believe things that aren't true and told that they are true, you know? Um, so, yeah, I went through the deconstruction as a part of my, what I class as my spiritual awakening. Um, I think that started around 2016 for me, um, and I discovered mm -hmm. the Mirror Bible. Uh, and Francois, who just is just one of the, the my favourite people on earth, he's just amazing. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you've ever spoken to Francois, but he just oozes love. <laughs> yeah, I have not spoken to him directly. We, we've almost had him on the show a couple of different times, and right. the timing just has has fallen through every time. So. Right. I <laughs> uh, well, I encourage, I encourage that because he's just he's just he's just yeah. a walking gospel you know he's, he's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah and that's that's the thing is is you know we've all gone through and, and i used to use the word deconstruction as well until uh, paul young you know who that is he's oh, yeah. the, the shock. yeah talking with him uh he he started using the word um instead of deconstruction renovation 
because <laughs> deconstruction is tearing the whole thing down. And we're not tearing the whole thing down, but we are renovating yep. and tearing pieces of it down in order to rebuild it nicer, correctly, with the real the way gospel. it was originally intended. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. if you look yeah. at the old uh, sort of ancient mystics and things like that, um, you know, the, the even the early Catholic Church, they really walked in some stuff. You know, they were floating, they were walking on water, they were disappearing. Um, and I'm thinking, where is that? Where's that gone? You know, uh, the, yeah. the mystical realm has been hidden from us. Um, and, and you know, <clears throat> sort of being a kid um, and, and younger, it was always the supernatural side of Christianity that really fascinated me. I've always been into the weird and wonderful, you know. I, I've, I've joked recently, you know, as a kid, like my, my YouTube search would have been Bigfoot, you know, real sightings or ghosts and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Anything weird, I was like, I love it. You know, it's just really fast. Yeah, yeah. So when somebody said, oh, you know, in, in, a, in a conference or whatever, and there were, there, there were people falling out and laughing and crying and the, the atmosphere, I was I was just hooked, you know, totally hooked on it all. Um, and I wanted more. I wanted what was real. I didn't want talk I wanted yeah. reality um, yeah. but I thought or what I was conditioned to think was you have to um, be a part of the institution to experience that and you have to work mm -hmm. work work to be 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 to do 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 you know and it took me a long time to um, get out of that because I mean I, I'd get up at five in the morning and pray and I'd fast and I'd do all the stuff I thought I needed to do to get this stuff in my life and obviously it didn't happen and I got really upset and frustrated about it and I kind of burnt out um, and uh, you know it was at that point of burnout when I kind of said I can't do this God I give up you know it's like right you're where I need you now let's talk <laughs> there you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, that's, you know, and, oh, go ahead, Karen. I was just going to ask him, like, um, so people that don't know Craig in our realm yet, but they will after today. So, Craig, when you, you your parents were taking you to church, so you were doing the normal mm -hmm. Sunday school church thing all through your whole life, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, like your parents, like, um, and now they, uh, I'm assuming they're seeing your transformation now. <laughs> And seeing so, did they? What did that look like to them to see you transform into this just deconstruction or re, in, renovation? Renovation. That's <laughs> renovation. <it. laughs> renovation. I like that. Um, in all honesty, my mum and dad, um, parents, you know, they they were mm -hmm. thirty odd years ahead of me, obviously, um, right. with with in in religion and Christianity, etc. Um, they went through it as well at the same time. Okay. Uh, we, we, we meet regularly. I meet regularly with my parents because we're on the same wavelength. Um, and um, we, we, we all, and my brother, we kind of meet and, and just talk about stuff, you know, and have deep conversations. Mm. Um, we all went through it at the same time, uh, wow. around 2016, 2017. So we, we, we were a unit going through it together. And, mm -hmm. and it works really well because, like I say, we are the band. Um, and we all were going through this stuff together and, and even our singer Alan was going through the same thing as well it was like it was just strange wow. all separately but all together just just realizing we can't do this anymore this this isn't working you know what's real we want the truth and we want to know what's going on in the world we want to know what's what 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 the Bible was really talking about and and, and we went on this journey and we, and we discovered you got you guys and the likes of um Justin Abraham and Ian Clayton and Nancy Cohen and um, the, the mystic movement and it really helped sort of ground us um, and obviously the, the, the grace movement as well you know the, the, the real gospel of grace yeah um, you know, the likes of John Crowder uh, Matt Spinks and people like that I mean I love it all um, and it just really helped sort of root and ground us in the true gospel um, very good. Well, we were losing our religion, you know, and the, and the false religious beliefs that we've had. And so, I know, um, oh. <laughs> go ahead, Karen. Go ahead. I've been so, talking more than you. Go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. Well, I, I do know um, some stuff about Craig, so I know what to bring up to him. Okay. So I, I know you guys have like a shop, and you're, you know, is it just crystals and things like that? Is it just those or? Yes, yeah, so, so my wife and I run a, a crystal shop. I mean, it, it, I set it up. It's like my my wife sort of manages it and runs okay. it really, and I just sort of help her now with, uh, when she needs it. 
yeah, we set it up. Uh, it's a holistic shop, so it's it's just okay. you know holistic items, but with a you know an emphasis on crystals because um, again during the what do you call it again? Not deconstruction. Um, <laughs> The reconstruction or the, Recon the re renovation. <laughs> renovation. <laughs> we have a lot of words. Um, we'll get it right. As I said, it was, um, you know, I, I like science. I like um, the practical side of things. Um, and I, and as I started to discover, um, obviously, the power of frequency. And I, and I kind of like naturally just discovered about the power of crystals and that the effect that they have on our consciousness and our energy and that they, they will help. They carry a vibration. Mm -hmm. If we've got a certain issue or a need or anything in us, they will connect with us and actually bring healing to that area of our energy system. Um, and working with them is very, very powerful. And I mean, I, I've, I've, I've had Christians like tell me I'm, I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, what do you, what do you tell Christians when you, uh, in, you know, encounter someone that yeah. is well, totally opposed to the idea of dealing with crystals? Well, I, I, I had somebody say once, um, you know, oh, I don't need crystals. All I need is Jesus, right? Sounds great. But I just sort of said, so you don't eat food anymore, you know, because all you need is Jesus. Or you don't need to drink water anymore because all you need is Jesus, you know. <laughs> Let's just yeah. be real about it, you know. It, yeah. it, who made crystals? Who who put these in the earth? There you go. You know? There you go. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, I believe that, that they were put here to help us in this ascension process that we're all going through. Um, I think all of humanity is going through it. Some I agree. not to go through with it, and that's entirely up to them. That's that's their journey. That's their path. Um, I hope that we all make it. But that that you know, with everything that's going on in the world today, it, it's it's very uncomfortable, but it's very necessary. You know, this, I think we we just spoke briefly off screen, off off you know off air, that yeah. um, you know every institution and. Um, Sort of establishment is 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 crumbling. It's it's being it's coming down. Uh, whether it be the economic system, the um, you know governmental systems, it seems like everything's falling apart around us right now. Um, and I have to say, I'm not worried about that because many of these no. institutions have, have, have enslaved us, and it, it's time for a freedom and a liberty that that we we. It will, it's just beyond our imagination right now. A renovation. So, a renovation, <laughs> yeah. Yes. A renovation. I mean, everything's being yeah. renovated. It is. It Everything. Really is. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. So um, are you familiar with the, the term the cosmic shift? Uh, Chris Carter, his book, uh, Cosmic Shift. I know. I've listened to some of Chris Carter, yeah. and I, 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 But I've not read the book. But yeah, go on, sorry. Well, I, I just was curious if you were familiar with any of the concepts in there because... Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very convinced and, and, you know, and I hold everything loosely. I, if you hear any of my talks, I'm always talking about hold everything loosely because what you I'm think you know today could be different tomorrow. I'm so, totally the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's, it's that thing of who made the crystals. Well, God made the crystals The the devil didn't do it. So you can't, uh, you know, you, you don't need to go like that to it because the devil made them and he's using them. No, God made them. If the devil's using them, that should be a really big cue that there's something there that because he can't, you know, he can't create and he doesn't have the ability to create and put power into stuff. The use God of did that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just the the enemy of the occult, they're they're the ones that have like dove into it and they figured it out and now they're using it. While Christians have run from it. And it's like God's probably sitting there going, But I gave it to you guys. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The stars I mean, what, are the what same did the high priests have on the breastplate? You know, yeah. it helped them there stepping into the holy place. You know, yeah. they had twelve yeah. crystals. They yeah. knew the stuff. You know, so the stars are the same thing. You know, mm. the the dark side took it and made astronomy out of it, and you know, stretched it into stuff that just enough so that Christians again would run the other way. But in reality, that is God's time clock. It's the only one that He's created that He put in the sky so that everybody could see it, mm. and. Again, we've like poo-pooed it because now, you know, people use it for horoscopes and everything else. And we've <laughs> missed what fathers really put there. And the fact is, you know, when Jesus was talking about the ages, everybody back then knew what he was talking about. Today, we think, oh, in the age to come, well, that's heaven. No, it's not. We have just now stepped into 
this next age, which is the age of Aquarius. I'll just say it. Yep, it's all good. Um, yep, I agree. And if you want to rename it, I don't think God has a problem. We call it the kingdom age. We're moving from the church age into the kingdom age. And the kingdom age is more about oneness. It's about unity. It's about love. It's about understanding, you know, the fullness of the body of Christ and being able to actually walk together rather than divide over doctrine. And uh, it's it's a tough nut to swallow and it's a hard one to get through, you know, because I feel like one out of 10 people that we talk to actually get it and are ready to make that shift. They're already shifting. They just don't know it. And and the thing is, once you understand it, now you can shift with intent and you can get through it and actually come out the other side, you know, with a, a purpose versus stumbling through the doorway and falling on your face on the other side, you know. Because yeah. that's what a lot of people are doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I want to bring up too, like, uh, and the reason why I brought up the crystals is because, like, you know, you got crystals, you have oils, and all of those items were used in the Bible. They're found in there. Yeah. And see, like, uh, I'm not going to say, like, the church, because we are the church, but I'm going to say the religious yeah. side <laughs> yeah. are, are yeah. saying, like, I mean, it's demonic, but I mean, you're using them too. They're in your cell phone, they're in your computers, they're in your Rolex <laughs> yes. watch that you're wearing, yes. <laughs> you know. Yep. And and then I thought the other day, um, I was looking up some stuff, and I and I, you know, um, I was listening to this thing, and um, they were talking about when they were in Afghanistan. There's like semi trailer trucks of gold in the mountains there and so much minerals like the crystals and all so god put them in the earth so they're activating they're doing mm -hmm. something within the earth to, <laughs> well know? let me say yeah. this something yeah. that i've learned yeah. recently um and i learned this from a friend called elena Danan. i don't know if you've heard of her Marina's uh, just um interviewed her recently she lives in Ireland. she's french she lives in ireland and um it makes a lot of sense to me now because again you know all these uh, spiritual things that we've been taught you know for many years there if it's true there's, there will be a science to it there's always a science to it it's just we don't always understand the science so the mystical side is really good at understanding the concepts of things without the science but right. then science often catches up um but we, we talk over it's certainly over here in the uk and um, i don't know if, if, if there's any over in the states uh, have you ever heard of somewhere called as a thin place um over here the island and scottish um <clears throat> hebridean islands and things like that um thin places where the oh a thin thin place i thought you said thin something place. else yes Sorry. actually we were over at the island of um iona uh, oh, about three years that's ago that's a thin place yep absolutely yeah. well apparently yeah. these thin places have massive amounts of of crystals underneath them like wow. underneath the ground um, and Elena Danan moved to Ireland a certain place in Ireland which is just near Skellig Michael um, because under there it's it's absolutely like miles deep of crystal quartz and apparently it has an effect on the, the, the atmosphere outside um, because the energy that it carries it's very easy to slip into different realms because this is what crystals can do um, so these thin places where, where sort of ancient monks or, or you know, uh, saints, they would probably be drawn there. They, I doubt they would have known about the crystal course, but that their heart would have drawn them. God would have drawn them to those places to aid them in their whatever they were there to do. And I just love that sort of stuff. I love that. that yeah, yeah. Thing, you know. <laughs> so I, I'm going to throw out something, and it's not contradicting. So here's here's my my way of looking at things: is that. Um, uh, you know, all of us are broken right now to some degree or another. And if I break my leg, I'm going to use a crutch in order to get around, right? Now, if um, now if my leg is all healed up and I'm still using a crutch, that crutch is doing nothing but slowing me down. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the way I look at it. So all these things that we're starting to discover, I say absolutely go after them and use them if you need them and you're and it's and it's helping you. Yeah, yeah. But the ultimate is when we discover who we are, mm -hmm. because I believe that when we discover who we are and what we are, we are the you know we are the masters over all those things. All the frequencies that we need, we generate them ourselves. All of the you know, all the knowledge, everything is there once we begin to understand who we are. But that is always in relationship with Yahweh. Mm -hmm. 
and and so you know wanting to stay in that relationship with Yahweh. So um, you know, I this is just an experience I had. I was in Sedona, Arizona, which yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with Sedona, Arizona, but it's known for having a lot of these thin places and vortexes okay. and so forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going around to all of them. I'm <laughs> like I want to see, I want to feel it, mm-hmm. and I go around to them, and I'm not getting anything. And I'm standing on one of them, and I'm just like, Father, why am I not getting anything? And he just says to me, you are the vortex. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are the portal. We are the gates. And again, when we begin to understand who we are and what we are, well, it says, lift up your heads, O you gates. Yep. We are the gates. We are the portal into the kingdom and from the kingdom into this earth realm. And once we realize that and start being that, like you're a portal wherever you're at you're a thin place wherever you're at yeah that's <laughs> you it bring the thin place <laughs> i couldn't agree more with, with, with a lot of stuff that i'm engaged with okay so so I, i'm i'm i talk to a lot of people in in the new age um i don't like calling them new age I just, they don't call themselves new age by the way other people call them new age they just call think they're just spiritual people um mm-hmm. and um you know there's a lot of talk of technologies um, that have been suppressed and, and kept yeah. from us to shorten yeah. our lives. And th- um, But there are technologies that are coming out, like anti-gravity technologies, um, life-extending technologies, um, you know, med all you beds. Can, med beds. <laughs> I'm glad you said yeah. that. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. so you know about med beds. Wonderful. Things like that. Age regression. Um, you know, people that, all right, let's push it out there a little bit. People that uh, claim to have been on uh, space projects for 20 years, then they come back and the age regress them and they put them back where they 20 were. 20 and back. The 20 back. Great. So you know about the 20, 20 and back. back. Yep. Okay. I'm just I'm just testing the waters here. Like I said, we've we've there's probably not much that uh, we haven't heard. So excellent, <laughs> wonderful. Well, this technology is is going to be to become mainstream. But to get back to your point just then, um, is we are the greatest technology that has ever been on this planet. Absolutely, um, we are it. You know, we we are we are the 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 house of Yahweh. We are the house of God on the planet. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we don't need anything else. However, we are becoming what we are. Um, does that make sense? Well, but, my my wife has a program she's been running for over a year. It's called Transformation: Becoming Who You Are. Ah, brilliant! We're so on the same wavelength. <laughs> It's because obviously the gospel is we're already it. Jesus came to yeah. show us who we are. Exactly. Uh, and but there is in the realm of time a, a process of becoming that. You know, of, and yes. it just comes by simply awakening and realizing. It's that simple. We don't have to do anything to be who we already are. Uh, it, it's effortless. It's just it's just an awakening process, and that's what's happening now. I see people all over the world, and it's not. I'll have to say it's not just in Christianity. Um, oh please yeah come on yeah <laughs> it's um that's it, why we got to do kingdom and not christianity anymore exactly. because yeah yeah there are people yeah. i mean i speak to muslims who are getting this stuff they're really getting yeah. it uh, they're awakening to love they're awakening to grace um and i like the word awakening you know uh so here's here's one of the things you know we're teaching and trying to make things as practical as possible because uh we we teach life life is like a two-sided coin on one side you're already complete and perfected in christ that's who you are it's not who you become it's who you are the other side is the journey (laughs) yep and the journey is what we're on and, and we're all trying to figure out how do we arrive at the place that we're already at (laughs) <laughs> well, exactly it seems kind of um contradictory doesn't it when you say it like that but again it, it's we, we it could you know looking at it quantumly um time doesn't function the way we think it does you know we think yeah. time goes from beginning to end time you can stretch time i mean they've proven this scientifically you can stretch time you can shorten it you can bend it you can go from front to backwards you know time doesn't function like we like our brains think it does so the 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 journey of becoming so to speak what we already are um again it almost seems like it's contradictory in terms but it it is just because in this realm we've we've come here in these physical bodies because this realm needs 
or it has been redeemed, but we're here to manifest from these higher realms into this world, into this planet, whatever you want to call it, to bring it into a higher vibration so that, you know, the, the darkness and the evil and the bad stuff will no longer exist. And I guess you would call it bringing heaven to earth in a, in a Christian term. Um, and that's what yeah. we're here to do. And we do it from within because that's where God's sat. And that's where so, union is. So let's, let's get down to some really practical stuff because I want to ask you, how do we go about teaching or sharing in such a way that begins to change the world? Because what you just shared there, um, I'll share my thoughts on it. And that is, um, the Bible says that God is light and in him there is no darkness. And then lo and behold, here we are. And there's darkness. And for me, the way that that is explained is that all darkness comes from our own thought process. We've created it. There is no darkness. It's actually a, a hallucination. It's not even real, but we've created it and we have that power. Therefore, we've made it real. In God, there is no darkness, but we're all in him. So the darkness that's in us has to be unreal or in a hallucination of something that we've created. And so that's back to that taking every thought captive. So this is, you know, what we're trying to get people to realize until we slow down and actually get to, um, you know, a, a place where we are listening to Father. And as Jesus said, he only did what he saw the Father doing. We need to get back to that point where we are slowing down. We're in a place of love and joy and peace where I'm just relaxed and I can hear it's not a passivity. Mm -hmm. We're actually looking to see what God's doing, what Father's doing, and that is going to be a thousand times more powerful than anything I can do on my best day. So forget thinking that your passion is what drives everything, because I think, you know, we're going to probably teach on this a little bit this weekend, but passion, in its reality, yes, Father's created a passion in each and every one of us, and that passion will create something beautiful. But we use passion as a word or an excuse to go out and do what we want, you know, bang heads, you know, you know, pick it and yell at people and whatever else, you know, as uh, we use that passion word as an excuse to go out and do that. When all we're doing is we're using dark tactics to fight darkness and the enemy's sitting back and just laughing. Mm -hmm. So my my thing is, you know. What are some of your thoughts on how do we actually begin teaching and sharing in such a way that changes the world rather than just repeating kind of what we did in the church age that has got us to where we're at? It's kind of like that mentality of thinking that if we just keep doing the same thing, we'll get a different result. Uh-uh. <laughs> we've, got, no. we've got a shift. <laughs> well, as I said before, um, I, honestly, I'm, I'm really happy that, that you've invited me here because with the stuff that I'm engaging and the stuff that I, and there's certainly the circles I'm engaging with now, I thought nobody in the Christian world is going to want to talk to me ever again. <laughs> um, you know, and because everything that I'm, I'm sort of dealing with, I'm not, I'm not going into these circles and preaching the gospel at them. I'm going, yeah, and I'm yeah. just loving them as humans. I'm just loving them as fellow people. So I'm being the gospel. I'm not, not yeah, preaching. Yeah. I, and, and I'll tell you what, I've made some some of the closest, deepest friends I've ever had yeah. in my entire life. Because truth be told, in the Christian world, I never really fit in. You know, you know, we all taught love and tolerance and all this sort of stuff. But I, ever, I was always a little bit weird to people in, in the Christian world, you know. And, well, we like you here. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, th I think we all, we're all a bit weird, aren't we? So we're all a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I just wasn't interested in the stuff that other people, you know, the normal mundane life, you know, and um, I, 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 I'm like, the truth is out there. We've got to find out what's going on. You know, I want to meet yeah. angels. I want to, I want to go to heaven and I want to do all the stuff, you know. Um, so to answer your question, um, for, for me, it, it, it's, it's being Christ to them. It's being it. Not, not, you're not oh, there to wow. do anything. Um, and, and people are just drawn to me. I mean, you wouldn't believe, I won't say you wouldn't believe, but, you know, as I put myself out there and people are watching these shows who have no connection with Christianity at all, that, that I get in private messages of people and they're just like, I don't know what it is about you, but I'm drawn to you and I want to tell you my story. Um, and I've heard some pretty crazy stories from, from people, you know, just through <laughs> Messenger. Um, I mean, I'll just tell you some. I've had people message me saying, look, 
um, I was a super soldier on Mars and I've got memories of it. And I was like, okay, I'll listen, <laughs> I'll listen to anybody, you know? Yeah. Um, and they tell me um, that, they've, that they've got family on Mars, uh, they've got two lives, they've been taken for 20 and back and things like this. And I, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not like totally believing them, but we, we, you know, we have the spirit of truth within us. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, other times I feel drawn because they're asking for friendship. They want, they want to be heard. Yeah. So I've, I'm just like, I'll listen to you. I will listen to you because I value you as a person, you know? So, you know, one of the things that I had to start doing when we stepped into this movement, because I was a big time skeptic, you know, coming out of the Adventist church and all that major skeptic. Yeah. Uh, I literally had to just start taking when people would share stuff with me that just like totally out of off my grid, you know, I just would take that thing and put it in the spiritual warehouse rather than throw it away like I used to just put it in the spiritual warehouse. Because the fact is, I don't know what they're sharing could be true. And, you know, in fact, you know, my again, my wife, that transformations class that she, that she runs, she's been doing it over a year now. And um, it's highly designed for people who been trafficked off world, the 20 and back. It's highly designed for people like that and to begin uh, getting their lives back. So, um, you know, that's why I say we just need to put it in the warehouse. If we don't understand it, it doesn't mean it's not real. Doesn't mean exactly. that at all. Exactly. Uh, and I, you call it a warehouse. I just call it a shelf, a mental shelf. But when I hear information, my shelf's I'm... not big enough. Well, <laughs> all this stuff I'm throwing back there. I think I'm going to need a warehouse now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just, just if I'm not there, I don't like you say. I don't throw it out because um, right. I could be wrong. They could be right. You know, just because it yeah. contradicts my belief system doesn't mean I'm right. And I think right on. The, 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 the so-called not deconstruction whatever it was that renovation what, renovation that, renovation that's what that we're going to get that out there for Paul Young we're getting it out there yeah, renovation and <laughs> um, I, I like it because deconstruction becomes a bit of a, a negative connotation nowadays but um, and I, I I really appreciate that because like you say if it taught me anything it's that I was so sure of what I believed and everything I believed was true. And I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd have come to fisticuffs with people over it, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I'm right, you're wrong, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I'm quite a stubborn personality, my wife would tell you. Um, and so to admit I was wrong was very painful, but very liberating, because it's like the, the, in humility comes a real peace. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. Um, but I will listen to you, and I value you as a person, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, Craig, sometime uh, we'll have to have you on our uh, Sunday morning show because I have a table that's built. It's called, the, and it's etched into the table. It says, Sons of the One Table. So, Sons of the One being the Father mm -hmm. Table. And then it's got our three plumb lines etched in around the sides of it. But this whole table, the idea is that we come together not to win an argument, but to actually have a conversation. And I love having the different opinions. Me too. Because because without those different opinions if you, it, it's the other thing of uh, getting away from the rock star mentality of just going to listen to somebody and have them tell you what to believe we're actually moving into an age where the body the great leaders i say this all the time the great leaders of this age we've stepped into are the ones that are able to draw the body together and help them understand their value and that without their input we don't have a full message so my wife and I will teach maybe 10 or 15 minutes on a subject just to get the juices flowing. Mm -hmm. And then we open it up to YouTube and Facebook and Zoom and anybody in the house, you know, that so we want to hear their what they have to say. Mm -hmm. What what did Father download to you while we were sharing this? Mm -hmm. Because we don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. And we are just shortchanging ourselves when we go and simply just listen to somebody tell us what to think or tell us all about their stuff. Wow. Where's the opportunity for me to share my part? Yeah. Because we're a body, so yeah. and it's so important. So, yeah, to have you have you come on and share something for a little bit, and then um, Holy, just yeah, jump, love it. jump love into it. conversation. That's yeah. just I, I love that conversation, and I, I'm you know I, I love that I, I remember hearing a, a Hebrew or Jewish rabbi say once, you know, that when two people uh, come with a a different opinion or seemingly that they're in polar opposites almost he says that doesn't make you an enemy that makes you friends because you've got something to learn from each other yeah and i'm like i've all i was just like wow i've really adopted that so if someone says something that contradicts what i think 
right, let's let's talk about it. Let, let's thrash it out, you know, Come as on. friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and having so, the maturity to do that. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it, it really does wrap around whether someone really knows who they are or if they're at least on that journey. We're all still discovering who we are, but identity, we're doing a conference coming up on September 17, 18 and 19, and it's all about identity because here's here's the thing. If, if you're at least on the journey to understanding who you are and your identity is in him, then someone can come to you with a different idea and you're just gonna be intrigued. It's like, wow, tell me more. I wanna understand more of your perspective of God. Now, if my identity is more based in what I think I know, then I'm going to be triggered and offended when you share a different point of view and I'm going to want to fight. Mm -hmm. And that's just a big trigger. It's a big thing to just let people know, hey, you know, for me now, when someone is triggered, I'm like, oh, OK, I'll just back off because their yeah. identity is based on what they think they know. And if I try to I'm not going to try to unwind that or un, un, you know, pull that out from underneath of them. There's no need for me to do that. But it does help me know that, okay, well, their identity is based in that. It's not necessarily in him. If we get a chance to talk, maybe I can help help them come around and see, you know, how their identity, if it's in him, man, you get to live a life that's so much easier. It's, it's you know, full of love and joy and peace versus yeah. angst when someone comes up against you. It's so. how we learn. It's how we learn. You know, I would much rather have a conversation with someone who sees something different to me because yeah. I'll then learn from their perspective and my mind will yeah. grow. You know, my consciousness will grow. Um, so one of I, the... Sorry, go on. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, that's why. I mean, I, I jumped straight into because I was beginning to see things um, that, truth be told, Christianity w w wasn't teaching. Um, they are, it is now in circles like this, but back in the day, you know the things that I was really hungry to know. That's why I ended up sort of meeting with sort of people in the New Age so spiritual circles because they had this knowledge. They knew about this stuff, and and that's when I learned yeah. about because I've always had a fascination with angels. You know, since being a kid, you know, um, I, I always longed to see angels, and I had you know I saw some stuff. I've seen some things. I mean, I've, I've, I was in a Todd Bentley meeting once, and we had thirty odd feathers just appear out of thin air. You know. Just right in front of our eyes. We all saw it, you know. Um, so wow, I've seen some wow. stuff. Um, and I say this to the new age people. I'm like, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. No, that was such a massive yeah. thing to me. <laughs> I, I actually can have a much freer conversation with, with uh, you know, just using the term new ager. But, you know, um, somebody that, that believes down that road. My, some of my most fascinating conversations have been with people. But... Unfortunately, many Christians, again, their identity is tied to what they think they know or believe. And so if you challenge any of that, man, it's, you know, game over. Let's stop the conversation. <laughs> but with the, you know, the, I remember this one conversation with this new ager guy, you know, sat down for three hours. He's like, uh, you know, and I told him, yeah, I'm a pastor. And, um, and, and we're just sitting there talking. He shares his point of view. I share mine. We're not arguing at all. Just like, oh, I see it this way. Oh, that's cool. I like so that. Let me show you how. And and he was like blown away that a pastor, you know, would talk and have a conversation with him without trying to shut him down and tell him that he's wrong and all this. Um, don't need to. Yeah, what, um, I just want to say, like Craig, I mean, what he said was epic, that he's being the gospel instead of mm -hmm. out here going, ah, nah, nah, nah. You know, because I always say, you know what, that 1960 and 70 thing, have you met Jesus today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People go, ah, no. <laughs> you know, and, and like what he's saying, he's just hanging out because that's what Jesus did. He exactly. hung out with people and just talked. He just, didn't say, yeah. well, have you just met me today? <laughs> well, you know, and uh, the hardest thing for me once I kind of left the denominational church mm -hmm. environment and uh, had started engaging with Father and Yeshua and Holy Spirit in all of heaven, <clears throat> started engaging with them, I, I ran across this couple. I was hiking and, you know, I ran across this couple and, and, and uh, just started a conversation. And I'm like... Um, uh, in my mind, I'm like, wow, I cannot go th down that road of here's the magic words to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I did say, you know, I had my journal with you and I said, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I just encourage you to, you know, you can, you can meet Jesus face to face. You know, I don't need to tell you what to do. 
you can just you can just engage with him in the heavens. He, it's not like there's a restriction. It's not like that you needed to spend you know five years in church before you can do this or anything. Like no, you can do it right now. Just step right in. You know your imagination is the tool. It's the key to engaging with the heavens, and just and it's real. It's real. I mean, you, you look at, uh, you know, the Tower of Babel and, and Jesus said, you know, if a man lusts upon a woman, it's already done. You think it, it's done. So it's a reality that you've made and created. So when you step into the heavens, and, and I think anybody that's doing it on a regular basis would tell you, I choose to step in. But once I'm in, I'm not necessarily choosing what I see because <laughs> Father will... <laughs> Father will take me down roads or, you know, angels will or, or, you know, Holy Spirit or Yeshua will take me places and show me things I've never imagined. And I'm like, what's this? What's this? What's that? You know, I got all these questions. Yeah. Um, but it's that's the key is just introducing them to Jesus and let let Jesus take it from there. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um you know, it, it's, when I when I started sort of meeting with these people and even, you know, I wasn't nervous about saying I was a Christian, but I didn't want the the connotations. You know what I mean? I was just like, you know, I, I say I I'm totally a Christ follower. I'm a Christ follower. You know, I say, and I was expecting them to sort of be like, sort of push me away. And I say, look, I follow Jesus. And you know what they went? They went, Jesus is awesome. We love Jesus. You know, Jesus is great. He's yeah. like, all right, they say he's an ascended master, and I'm like, well, I guess he is in a way, right? <laughs> you know, he's ascended as in as a master. You know, okay, um, yeah. And uh, but you know they've got some out there opinions on stuff, but it's okay. You know, it was discovering the universal Christ that enabled me to see these people for who they really are. And um, back in the day, you know, in in religion, you know, they're evil, they're dark, they're, they're dabbling in dark stuff. They're not. They're looking for the same thing we're looking for. Yes. Um, yeah. We, I, I believe, all humans are. I think we're all looking for the same thing. Um, and when you understand that Christ is the all in all, he's in them as much as he's in me, um, that just liberates you to, to embrace him and just like, we're the same, you know? <laughs> so we only have like seven or eight minutes, well, six or seven minutes. Um, and you, you mentioned something several times, which I, I wrote down here because it's a whole nother topic, but um, you know, Christ, uh, Jesus Christ, not Jesus's last name. <laughs> it's the anointing that he walked in. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, I love what you said earlier, being Christ to the people. We are called to be Christ to the people. Mm -hmm. And Christ is, does not mean you're being Jesus or you're being the God. It simply means you're walking in the anointing that Jesus walked in, which he wanted us to walk in, which he said we would walk in. And and so it's a, it's a very powerful thing, and I've been getting more and more revelation on it. Father's been downloading me you know, to me some stuff, and I don't have time to get into it right now. But um, I've I, even as a pastor, I struggled with the idea of what's what's the whole thing about the blood of Jesus? You know, what's that all about? Why is that such a big deal? And the revelation I'm getting right now is really really powerful in understanding the Christ anointing and. Mm -hmm. But that Christ anointing is available to every single person on the earth. In fact, it's it's happening to all things, but it's got a special place and a, a you know a, a greater ability to walk. You could even say as Yahweh, because Yahweh is love, mm -hmm. and when we walk in love, we're walking as Him. And so the Christ anointing, the more and more we're able to lay down our you know, I'm, I'm going to use that word passion of uh, I'm going to do things my way. The more we're able to lay that down and walk in his anointing of love, we'll find a lot, a lot, of, a lot more different things coming out of us than what will come out of us when we're just doing it our way. But I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Christ anointing. That's a, it's a very powerful it's, subject. I have a lot of thoughts on it and not many answers. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. Okay. Just, I'm, let me put it this way. I mean, I have, I have loads more questions than I have answers. And and I remember yeah. um, I said that on, on on Justin Abraham's um, a Facebook post once, and he and he said that's an invitation into the mystery. You know, yeah. it's not a bad thing. And um, right, right. <clears throat> That really encouraged me because it's like you know we learn one thing but then that opens up three other questions yeah you know? and, it, and it's just this ongoing journey of discovery yeah. um you know and 
like you say about the Christ, the, I mean, the, the, a lot of people, again, in the, in the New Age, talk about the Christ energy, the Christ system, um, or, you know, the Christed ones. And... Come on back, Craig. <laughs> come back, come back. You, you know about your there chakra systems? You froze there for about oh. uh, five, oh. five to seven about seconds. Oh, am I back? Am I back? You're back now. <laughs> oh, it must be powerful stuff I'm talking about. It is. <laughs> um, I was just saying, you know, all the, all the new age, they talk about the Christ of ones and and and, um, and that's kind of like, what what do you mean? And what, what they mean is, is when you have your energy system, you know, your chakra system from the root to the crown, um, yeah. you have these, you know, again, not taught in, in traditional or sort of say modern Christianity. Um, but you know you have these energy centers within you, um, yeah. and, and when you activate them, then you become a Christed one. And what they say is that Jesus was a man who had all it was it was fully ascended, and functioned in this realm as from this ascended place, and that's why he was able to do the miracles he did and teach. The, he had the wisdom, and 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 he was a rabbi, and he was everything that he was. And I'm like, I can't disagree with that. You know, he was a, he was fully man. And, and fully God, yeah. and it's like, but so his message is so are we, you know, as he yeah. is, so are we in this world. Yes. Um, yeah. So we just he, like you said in the beginning, we have not awoken to who we are yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we are awakening. Um, yeah. And and, it's, and what what amazes me is is you, you don't have to try and be what you already are. You just be. You know, there's exactly. no effort involved, and that's that's grace. You know. You, I'm yet to talk about this with some new ages, but I said this on the Truth Seeker podcast recently. Um, the, the, what, the way I see it is, you know, people say, "Well, why the cross? Why, why, why the need to die in the resurrection?" Um, <clears throat> and they talk a lot about karma. They talk a lot about, um, you know, and then that goes into the realms of past lives and things like that, which you know, warehouse. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> you know don't have an opinion on it I, I well i sorry i have an opinion on it but i'm not saying it's right i personally believe that they're tapping into the dna line um you know that because we're the dna record within us um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's my opinion i could be wrong um but so, um sorry were you gonna say something no else? go ahead you're still on the thought go ahead yeah um and so i can't remember what my thought was now <laughs> i'm sorry man no it's okay it's all right um what was I saying? I was saying about the. Nope, it's gone. Never mind. Oh, well, if you think of it, jump in. But uh, will, you know that thing of um, the cross, because I always wondered why the cross too. What's the big deal about the cross? I mean, and that, you know now I can just admit this stuff. Being a pastor is like, oh, you know, the cross is the cross of Christ, and but it really does represent us. You know, it, Jesus laid down his life, and the cross is where he did it. The cross is where he spilled his blood, which, again, part of what the Father's been revealing to me is that, you know, everything is energy, everything is light, everything is spirit. It's all at different levels. You know, Father being the great, the great spirit in the sky, he honestly is. Um, but, uh, but everything's got a spirit and everything is energy. So, it's, you know, God is light, God is love. You know, they're kind of one of the same. So... Um, when we understand that we have been given this higher level of uh, spirit and energy, that that statement always baffled me. The life is in the blood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That anointing of the Christ, the Christ anointing is in the blood. Father puts something in the blood that is is valuable in this in this in this walk because an animal can love. You know, a dog or a cat, it can love you. Animals can love. They got blood flowing through them. You know, everything's got, you know, to some level, a, a you know, that blood flowing through them. If it's alive, then um, uh, that spirit is moving in them as well to be able to love. And that's why the occult is so <clears throat> affixed, you know, fixated on the blood, you know, because it's got power in it. Yes, and it so, but the power of the human blood we have the choice we above all other animals we have this ability to choose to step further and further into love and in the end you know when we when we're able to lay down our life jesus said greater love has no man 
than to lay down his life. Mm -hmm. Well, if we lay down our life, spill our blood mm -hmm. for love, we've <clears throat> accomplished that greatest task. And so Jesus was demonstrating that, you know, laying down his life all through his life. And then he did the ultimate sacrifice of pouring out his blood at the cross. And that's where it opened up for him the full engagement of all power and authority. He walked in a ton of it while he was here, but then, boom, he walked in all of it after the after he gave up his his blood. And anyway, it's just a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of details in there that I can't don't have time for. But it's it's interesting. I remembered what I was going to say. Um, okay, which kind of links in with that just very quickly. Um, in, in, they always talk about karma. That's what I was talking about. Um, or you know bad things happen because you know you've got karma to pay off or um and i'm just like didn't jesus do that for us you know they talk about the wheel of karma um and that you know you go through bad things in life because uh, you've got to pay back things from your say past lives or genetic line and i'm like dude you know jesus has already paid he's, he's satisfied that wheel of karma because it exists it does exist you know what you put out the energy that you put out is what you sowing and reaping exactly that's all it is and if you think about it religion is just extreme karma teaching you know you better be a good person otherwise god's going to get you you know but the gospel <laughs> is the wheel of karma whatever you want to call it is dealt with it was it's over now we are free to be our true selves you are free in every possible way yeah and you know I, i've not yet said that to sort of these new ages because i'm just I'm, I'm building relationships you know what i mean but for yeah. me there is no karma <clears throat> or the karma i create is only positive because i'm living in this from this place of divine union with god in christ you know i'm already there um, yeah so that that was my thought before <laughs> Yeah, I well, just want to bring up, too, before we um, sign out, but I want to say for anybody that's listening, you heard the word chakra, and I know you're triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been listening to something. Chakra only means wheels. So for me, mm -hmm. that opens yes. up a whole different ballgame. Wheels within wheels. first wheel. heard that, that's exactly <laughs> what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and scientifically, <clears throat> we talked about it. You you talked about it. You brought it up. I mean, this this guy's, you know, he's a he's a scientist. He's a psychiatrist, scientist, Amazing. and um, there is so much evidence. We got to get over the idea of it, that you know. So so some people call them chakras. They're energy centers, and they're energy absolutely centers. real. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, you read his book, and and there's a ton of other stuff out there too. <clears throat> they are real. And they do affect us. And when we begin to understand them, we can actually focus on them in some ways to um, shift our body in the way it's working. So uh, I would encourage you not to freak out about the idea of chakras. Call them energy centers if it works better for you. Mm -hmm. But for every everything that the enemy is using, there's a righteous reel. And so he's not going to counterfeit something that's there's no real to. And if there's a real, then why did God create it? And shouldn't we, as kingdom believers, be bringing that back into the kingdom? Yeah. Uh, just some thoughts. So. Or you can call them the seven spirits of God. <laughs> that's another. Yeah. Yeah. And that is an absolute. Yeah. That is a very good way of yeah. looking at them because they line up. Mm -hmm. yep. They do line up. Yeah. And when you look at that, you, you, the different, um, you know, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, you can actually relate that because when, you know, your solar plexus, for example, that's your real thinking. That's where you think yeah. from, you know, the yeah. gut feeling, that's your solar plexus. You know, that's your intuition. That's where you know all things, um, yeah. not your head. <laughs> and Jesus talked about, you know, rivers of life flowing out of the belly. Um, exactly. Was, it's all yeah. there. It all ties in. I, I love this awakening. It's wonderful. <laughs> it is. I need to is. bring Craig to Virginia in October. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am dreaming or I am visualizing coming over to the States because I'm, I'm connecting with so many people over there. Like, I, I will get yeah. there. <laughs> all right. Well, we're actually way over time. I seldom ever go over time, but we have. So um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But Craig, uh, do you have a few minutes? We usually do a behind the scenes section, if you're willing. We'll yeah. go even deeper onto some subjects uh, that uh, I guarantee you our, our members behind the scenes have heard 
I won't say they've heard it all, but I haven't heard much yet that they haven't heard yet. So okay. <laughs> you're, okay. you're free to talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> um, so if you're watching right now and you want to get in on the behind the scenes section, that is a way to support yeah. Kingdom Talks. If you go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and uh, just look under the um, shortcuts, there's a place to go to the behind the scenes and sign up there. $10 a month, that's all it is. And But you get the videos, all the videos early. And you get the behind the scenes, which uh, only our members get. So Craig, blessings to all of you. Yes. And Craig, where can they get your music? And get Oh, yeah. My you? goodness. We didn't of go course. through any of yeah, that. Yeah, the band's <laughs> called Nth Ascension. That's N-T-H. Nth Ascension means the highest ascension. That came to our former keyboard player in a dream. Just put that out for free. And we were originally called Nth Degree. And he had a dream. And he said, God wants us to be called Nth Ascension. We had no idea about ascension at the time. I was like in 2010. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you find us on Facebook, Nth Ascension Music, um, or our website, nthascension.com. We've three <laughs> albums out, Ascension of Kings, Infinitium, and Stranger Than Fiction. And we're currently writing awesome. a new one as well. <laughs> All right, well, that will be in the notes. So if, the, if you're watching this right now, you can just go to the notes, and uh, those connections, those links will be there for you to click on and go check it out. Yep. All right. Love you guys, Craig. Thank you so much for being on here. Really honor you. Good thank connection you. there. Karen, thank you so much for being on here and for bringing Craig. Yep. Uh, awesome, awesome deal there. So blessings. And again, if you want to watch the behind the scenes, uh, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com, go to the shortcuts and sign up for the behind the scenes. And we'll see you there. God bless all. Take care. Bye-bye.